Hello, welcome to Extem Talk. Today is April 16th, 2020, and I'm your host, Bray from Sadler. Today, we'll be covering two topics. First, is how 22 million Americans have been unemployed and who is mostly affected. And second, is the rising gun sales in America over the past month. Without further ado, let's get on with the show. It seems as America goes further into the coronavirus pandemic, things are only getting more interesting. Specifically today, we are going to cover two of arguably the most important topics during this crucial time. First is radical unemployment, and second is the rising gun sales. Now on to our first subject of study, that the rise of unemployment in America. Now, according to the Wall Street Journal earlier today, 22 million Americans so far have filed for unemployment insurance or have gone unemployed since the beginning of the lockdowns. So, once again, I'm pretty sure everybody's heard this a couple weeks ago. It was, only, it was 17 million. The unemployment rate in America is reaching record highs. But there is a couple things to look down after the service. Now, in the same article, the Wall Street Journal reports that the industries that have been mostly affected by the coronavirus panic are the retail and food services industry. This is because food services are the primary ones who are being shutting down, and second is the retail industry is also being shut down by many stay-at-home orders without throughout the country. And now, as Forbes reports on March 17, 2020, is that this has actually affected poor-income workers. And to give, them, to give this an example, let's look at an NPR article published on October 16, 2014, which analyzes the most common jobs among the various work groups. Social classes, such as the poor, the middle-income, and the rich. So let's look at a couple of these jobs that are common among the poorer class. First would be retail sales clerks. The people that work that you are on the phone with, customer service clerks, janitors, cooks, cashiers, waitresses. In other words, these are just a few of the actual jobs that are being affected. Now, one thing that I notice about many of these jobs Retail sales clerk, cook, customer service clerk, janitor, cashier, waitress, waiter. These, all these jobs affect are in two primary industries, in the retail and the food service industries. So, in other words, most minimum wage jobs are in either retail or food service. But we compare that with the Wall Street Journal, which says that the hardest hit industries are the retail and food service industries. So pretty much, so the first people to go are these low income workers. In fact, as the Forbes article explains is that the hardest hit people are the poor, are the poor classes because they are making up the majority of these jobs. So in other words, many, many, of the poorer classes have gone unemployed and have been hit the hardest by the shutdowns because they've been gone unemployed. So 
But what does this mean? So, many of these low-income workers, they can't afford many of our basic goods. They are, especially looking at the poverty rate wage, many of these, what about these single mothers who are being unemployed who work as waitresses and cooks? They're not being paid. Many low-income workers who are part of the poor classes are being laid off. Therefore, they're not able to support themselves and their families. But let's look at why they're being the first to be laid off. So the reason why many of these low-income workers are being laid off is simply because their jobs don't require much skills. So because now companies are having to choose who to fire and who to lay off, they're trying to literally, they're picking employees who they want to keep on and employees they want to keep off. They want to kick off. So, but, so what are these minimum wage jobs? So, customer service clerks, waitress, cook, retail sales clerk, cashiers, they're all jobs that do not require a high supply of skills. They are low, they do not require much skill to perform. So these jobs, in fact, so they're, to put it in a, with for lack of better words, are expendable. They are, you can do without a sales clerk for a little while. You can always hire a new one. Because of the low skill, there's a large job market for sales clerks, for cashiers and waitresses. But high-skilled workers, such as your computer programmers, your technicians, your engineers, those are very high-skilled workers. And therefore, because jobs such as technicians and trade and many trade jobs such as carpent carpenters, technicians, electricians, those are very specialized. Therefore, there is a low job market. So if you were to fire a technician or an engineer, you would have a harder time finding a new one. Therefore, since you can pretty much hire new low-skilled jobs at any time, the poor people are being affected. And just remember is that while they're being laid off, they're not being paid, but they're also not getting the work experience that they could use to get an education or the work experience that they need to improve their job skills so that they can climb throughout the social ladder. So in other words, not only are the poor people literally not able to support themselves, even at a meager way, they're also not getting the ability to climb out of poverty because they simply are not working. Now, onto our second point of simply that gun sales are skyrocketing. Now, according to a, an article by The Guardian earlier last month, gun sales have recently, in multiple countries and multiple states, have gone high. Specifically, let's look at a couple examples. For example, a large ammo dealer, Ammo.com, reported that 66% of its ammo was it was receiving 66% more, more purchases in an 11-day span. So in early March, Ammo.com had a huge rise in demand for ammo. In fact, reporting over 100% increase in revenue. Gun sales, also according to Forbes, rose in Georgia by 169%. In South Carolina, by 179%. And states such as New York, Pennsylvania, Florida, and Texas 
have also risen in gun, in gun sales. And just as a little fun fact, Forbes also reports that there has been an increase in AR-15s, an assault rifle AR-15s. So what can we see here? So we can see, so this is kind of still a little bunch of headliners, but what is the deeper context of this? So one thing that we can see here that's strange is that the last time I checked, AR-15, the, there has been a rise in assault rifles and assault weapon demand. So the last time I checked, most of Americans or a good part of Americans wanted AR-15s to be banned. They, wanted, they did not want assault rifles to be available to the everyday public. In fact, most Democratic presidential candidates have run on a base that they're going to outlaw assault rifles and assault weapons. So this is this should be counterintuitive. But what we can see here is that when most people, they're seeing that uh, social un unrest is rising and they're expecting that the country is going to go to crap, that order is going to be let off and the streets are going to go crazy. So most people are starting to realize that if I don't have a gun and this country goes to crap and chaos reigns, I'm going to be dead. So what they're doing is they're starting to buy weapons. They're starting to buy AR-15s. They're starting to buy pistols. They're starting to buy guns. Because they realize that they need weapons to survive in such a world. That if social unrest does come, then they need to be able to defend themselves. And this is a short-term effect. What does this mean in the long term? Well, I, I believe that in the long term, this is going to lead towards more pro-Second Amendment rights. As more people are realizing that it's actually a good thing to have a gun. It ensures a certain safety. That if you can, that you'll be able to defend yourself in times of crisis. And since most more people are going to realize that, you're going to see more people becoming more pro-Second Amendment. The people are going to be more supportive of gun rights. That, that weapons, such as, there'll be less demand for weapons such as AR-15s, AK-47s, and other assault weapons and automatic weapons, the advocacy for those to be banned will probably go down. And you'll probably see a lot more people saying it's probably a good time to learn how to use weapons and how to and how and buy weapons. So you'll see weapon increase, you'll be you'll see the an increase in weapon sales long term. And probably the most well and probably the most derisive effect of this will probably be policy. Is that States such as California, when their people are realizing, hell, I really need a gun when social unrest comes, you're going to see a lot of politicians become uh, all of a sudden more pro-Second Amendment. You're going to see a lot of gun rights expand. So that would be an interesting mechanic, seeing how more Americans are more, avail are more open to ideas such as open arm carry, seeing a less demand for AR-15s. In fact, many people seeing that the best way to deal with guns is not to ban them, but to let people arm themselves. That would That is going to be the long-term effect of this. And because people are realizing this, they're going, to, they're going to want guns. And overall, that's going to lead towards more people supporting pro-Second Amendment rights and overall more people knowing how to use guns. 
So you must ask ourselves the question, what are the most pressing issues today? First is probably seeing the unemployment rate and seeing how it affects poor people. Second is by seeing how there will be an increase in pro-Second Amendment rights. So once again, while we are in arguably one of the most turbulent times of the 21st century, there are some things that we can take into. We can take that um, government intervention. So the reason my these people are employed is precisely because government stopped them from working. You're seeing a sharp rise in employment precisely because of government intervention in the free market. So what we're going to see here is we probably we might see an increase in advocacy for capitalism, an advocacy for open markets. So because people start understanding if you shut down markets, there's going to be unemployment. And you're also going to see a new wave of support for gun rights. So seeing how the current coronavirus is going to affect the political landscape in years to come is going to be quite interesting. Thank you. Well, folks, it's the end of the show for today. If you like the show, click the follow button, leave a good review. Now as a quick short announcement. Some friends of mine have started their own podcast. On now on Spotify and YouTube, you can listen to the Gradient Podcast. It is hosted by some friends of mine who are NSDA debaters, some of the best that I know. Go listen to them and you will get a great perspective on the current political climate. And we'll see you on Monday for another episode of Extend Talk.